Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always, by the Bet MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Chicago Land Sam Phelan up in Chicago for Titans preseason. Southside Sam? Well, Southside Sam's going to be on the South Side tonight watching the horrid Chicago White Sox play baseball. So I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a game in later tonight, but it's gonna be ugly. See, I have no understanding of Chicago geographics of what is South, what is North. Uh, so you know, it, are you Southside Sam or are you Chicago Land Sam? Which is more accurate? I, I'm Chicagoland Sam, but tonight I will be Southside Sam because I will be on the South Side later tonight. So okay, they, yeah. there we go. They're yeah. good to know. All right, but we are we are Nashville's on demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at eight central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment uh, on our Twitter timeline at A to Z Sports, and make sure you hit us up and follow us all over social media for great Titans content. That is on Instagram, TikTok threads uh, and more so uh we before we get going i think all of our sponsors here because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys like wilson county hyundai make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com the bone and joint institute bone and joint tn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care farm your health plans get better with farm your health plans that means better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Uh, the Aura app, keeping everybody safe online. And get, you can get a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Nashville and Middle Tennessee. Uh, so check them out in Franklin, Columbia, and Murfreesboro online, KrebsKubota.com. So Sam, uh, we're a little later today because I, I mentioned in the cold open for the podcast listeners uh, that – uh, me and Zach were trolling Buck via text, which then led to me and Sam having a off-air pre-show conversation about other drama in Nashville radio's past. Uh, <laughs> and so I will share my good news will be the troll job that uh, me and Zach were giving Buck uh, at pre-show this morning. So we'll discuss that. But uh, yesterday, Sam, we spent our short abbreviated pre-practice show talking about the quarterback situation when it comes to the Titans preseason opener. Who's going to start Malik or Will Levis? We expected Terrell Williams, acting head coach for this game, to give us an answer on uh, who's going to be the starter. He really didn't. But here was Mike Vrabel as the defensive line coach yesterday before practice being asked about uh, roster decisions and starting decisions about the quarterback and others for this game uh, on Saturday. No, it's been made, yeah. Is, is, is it going to be Malik? All right, that's not a decision that we're going to share, share right now, but we've made the decision. Will you play some of your starters on Saturday? And- yeah, there'll be some that play, yep. Some that won't. Yeah. Just like practice, everybody's got a plan, and everybody will have a plan for Saturday. So they've made the quarterback decision, according to Rabel, but Sam, what did Terrell Williams say after practice yesterday? Well, Terrell Williams looked and said, uh, you know, we, we still got to have a staff meeting after practice today, talk about some stuff, figure out who's going to play, so – yeah, we haven't really decided yet and went on and on. And I'm like, 
Coach Rabel said that you guys made a decision. Like, if you want to say we're not going to share it, just say you're not going to share it. But, uh, yeah, classic, classic Vrabel press conference, basically, saying made a decision, not going to talk about it. Uh, some starters will play, some won't, uh, and I'm not going to tell you who those starters are. So the Titans, even in preseason action, absolutely offering up zero information. We can speculate all we want about who the quarterback is going to be, but it's been funny to me to watch the Titans over the last week because with the naming of Terrell Williams as head coach Mm -hmm. for tomorrow's game, they've kind of done this hot potato with the idea of talking about the team, the quarterbacks, whatever. I I mean, I talked to Will Levis Monday and he said like, yeah, no, I don't know yet. Like they haven't talked to us at all yet, which I bought at the time. But now we know that they've made the decision and we still have guys being like, I I don't know who is going to start at quarterback. And the acting head coach says, we haven't made a decision. The actual head coach says we have made the decision, but we're not going to talk about it. It's just some classic Titans masking information. It's ridiculous, but you know, it is what it is with this team. Yeah. And here's the thing. Cause we were talking at practice yesterday, Sam, I uh, forget who exactly in the media we were having. Maybe it was uh, PK uh, that we were saying like last year, they told Malik like three Tarana. or yeah, was Tarana. it Tron? Yeah, what maybe yeah. It was it, 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 it was PK it was TD the other uh, initials guy there in the Titans media. Uh, but so yeah, Tron was saying that it, it was like four or five days ahead of that preseason opener when Malik knew about it, and and Buck talked about not asking Malik on Monday, and then I, I was in the scrum with Malik, and it, he didn't say that he knew one way or the other. So who knows what the Titans are going to do? I think we all expect this to be a Malik Willis start here at quarterback. And, and then, you know, what, like we talked about yesterday, you know, are they going to go first half, second half with these two guys? Are they going to do more of a fluid rotation? Is Malik going to get yanked because he's not throwing the football uh, in the second quarter on a drive instead, just patting it and then taking off and running for four yards, then punting or something like that. Right. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do. And uh, we have gotten zero uh, clear, uh, you know, answers on who is the starter. Is there a decision made or do they still have to wait for that Friday afternoon meeting? It, it's going to be interesting. Leah, I don't really believe like a starter is really that important. Like Devin says, they're both going to play the end. And I think there is some truth to that to some degree. It, who the starting quarterback matter is matters less, but I would like to have some sort of idea about the plan and the rotation. Uh, I and, think and, it matters. I think it absolutely matters. Like if Malik, so, yeah, if Malik starts, if Malik starts, then he's playing with a second with some starters because Vrabel. That is a right, good point, right? Because uh, let's play play Mike Vrabel again because you know we have to listen to the end of this thing too. Decision. No, it's been made. Yeah. Is is, is it going to be Malik? All right, that's not a decision that we're going to share, share right now, but we've made the decision. Will you play some of your starters on Saturday? And- yeah, there'll be some that play. Yep. Some that won't. Yeah. It's like practice. Everybody's got a plan and. Everybody will have a plan for Saturday. You know, some starters will play, right? Because what have we not seen in practice? We have not seen Malik Willis or Will Levis take anything more than a second team rep. Ryan Tannehill has gotten 100% of the first team reps in the first three weeks of training camp practice. So if Malik is the starter, 
uh, on the in the game, then Malik Willis will get reps with some of the starters on the offensive line, maybe some of the, the top rotation guys at the skill positions. I don't think Traylon Burks or DeAndre Hopkins or Derrick Henry is going to play, but yeah. does that mean that Malik can throw to some of the other guys that we expect are going to be a bigger uh, have a bigger role like NWI? Like, I, has Malik gotten Kyle Phillips reps because? Kyle Phillips is getting slot reps with the ones. I think Kyle Phillips has worked back with the twos on occasion, but yeah, not often. I mean, to, but to your point, though, like I mean, so Jonathan says the second string O line has looked bad. Well, guess who's looked worse? The third string O line and the third string skill players. And it was something that we talked about earlier in camp, Austin, with Will Levis was. He comes in with the third team and you're like, okay, he didn't really do much in this live team period. But when he's gotten those second teamers uh, with him, he's looked a lot better. And the yeah. same goes for Malik, like looks a lot better with the second team. You've got receivers that get open a little bit more. You've got offensive linemen that protect a little bit better. And so I do think, yeah, it does matter from that perspective. And then you add in what you said, which is I expect the offensive line, at least a good amount of it to play tomorrow. Like I talked to Jason Hotaling yesterday when we talked to assistants and he talked about how important it was for his guys to actually get in-game reps together because it's a new group that hasn't had an opportunity to gel yet or play as a unit yet. So if Malik slash Levis is playing behind majority starting offensive linemen with receivers like Chris Moore or NWI or Kyle Phillips and Tajay Spears in the backfield, it's not a starting team, but it starts to look a little bit more like an actual NFL team than third stringers. And you get a better idea of what these guys are going to have. And by the way, the Bears are going to play a lot of their starters. Yeah. They've been very open about that. So you might get almost a starting defense on the opposite side of you. Like that's as good of an opportunity to see somebody as we have. Very mm -hmm. different from the group that's going to be in, in the third or fourth quarter. Yeah, so Andre asked a question, and so we're gonna we're gonna get to our veteran jobs on the line in this preseason. So I, I do want to get to uh, to that question, but I think Andre asked this question, and while we're on uh, the conversation about the quarterbacks, I want to I want to go ahead and get to that here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, they are an elite Kubota dealer with three incredible locations. Uh, that was not a pun. Uh, incredible, incredible locations if you want to go there uh, in middle tennessee in franklin columbia and in murfreesboro krebs kubota has uh, served middle tennessee for over 18 years family owned and operated and so you get the you get everything that's great about family owned and operated businesses which means which means amazing customer service and developing a true relationship with your equipment provider but they also got the best part about being you know corporate right and that is kubota because being a Kubota dealer means they get the best equipment uh, in the industry and also the best warranties in the industry when it comes to equipment providers. Because equipment, you're using a lot of force, a lot of power. You're working into the planet Earth on your property. Something's going to break and you have to know, oh my gosh, it broke. That's expected. It's okay because the guys at Krebs Kubota will help take care of you. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com or all of their three great locations across Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. They're the king of sportsbooks because they give you a second chance to win big. You use the bonus code 
A-T-O-Z Sports when you place your first wager. And even if that bet loses, you get money back into your account of the wager you placed up to $1,000. Make every game and every play mean more with the king of sportsbooks. It's BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, so Sam, we're talking quarterbacks because Mike Vrabel said a decision has been made on who's going to start. Terrell Williams says, well, we haven't made it yet. Uh, so we got wishy-washy there. But Andre asked, why not give each guy a full game? They need it. So I think the the main reason I'll, – I'll get your opinion on this, Sam, uh, from Andre's Super Chat. I think the reason why you don't do that is because you don't want to wait an extra full week to know more about Will Levis. If you just give him a leak the whole game, now you're delaying your information and knowledge and the experience that Will Levis is going to get. And so I, I get where that would be very beneficial for Malik. It would be very beneficial for Will Levis to have that. But I just don't think that's a reality. So Sam, and there's more to it. But Sam, what's your opinion on, on Andre's question here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to what you said. Uh, I think getting experience early, getting as many different game experiences as possible is beneficial for a quarterback as well. And you can take a half and go to the film room that week yeah. and say, hey, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? And then let's improve the next week. And then you do the same thing and let's improve the next week. And you get multiple games to try and grow and really like figure out what the speed of the national football league is like and get on page with some of your receivers or weapons. There is more benefit to playing three games by half of football in three different games. than it would be just one time go out there, play four quarters and then that's it. I mean, if Malik plays the full game tomorrow in Chicago and has some good, some bad, they go to the film room and say, here's what you did. Here's what we want to work on. When is Malik's next opportunity to get on a field and show that growth? I mean, it might two be weeks two later. weeks from now. Yeah. And so, like, I think that there is a reason why every NFL team plays three quarterbacks, essentially, two or three yeah. quarterbacks throughout, you know, tr- preseason. Right. Reginald says, well, you know, I said that first, I, I guess, because it wasn't a paid comment. He Sorry, Reginald. That was I, the, the super chats go in a different folder. And it, so that's where I knew that they're easier to chat. see. Yeah. Yeah. It, they're easier for us to spot. Uh, and so uh, another aspect of that, too, is what are these guys battling for? QB2, right? So QB2 is going to be their jobs in the season. And QB2 doesn't have the ability to say, oh, I get a full game to figure this out. If something happens to QB1, QB2 has got to be ready to go in there in whatever the game situation, down and distance, score, time, whatever, and go out there and perform. So the guy who's not starting gets the feel of, okay, what's it like coming off the sideline cold when everybody else is right there in the game? Listen, yeah, I, I just kind of had this thought pop into my head too, okay. but I think it needs to be Malik. It needs to be Malik starting at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why is – you know Will Levis is going to be on your roster. You know Ryan Tannehill is going to be on your roster. The question is, is Malik Willis on your roster? But I think if Malik is on the team, he's on the team because you believe he can be your quarterback too that has experience in the Titans offense and with some of these players, and you feel like he's more plug-and-play ready. So Malik needs to show in a preseason game what he's made of with some starters around him and with some better competition against better competition yeah. in order to really assert himself as being, I can be that guy that takes over if Ryan Tannehill goes down. If you don't believe Malik Willis is capable 
of running the Titans offense, if Ryan Tannehill goes down at some point this season, you don't keep him on the 53-man roster and you don't keep three quarterbacks because that is his value, that his value is to be the backup plug-and-play guy with plus athleticism that doesn't force Will Levis to play early. So I think Malik needs to be the starter in the preseason just to see what he has with better competition. And then, I mean, if you want to get Will some opportunities with some you know, second teamers later on in the preseason, you can always do that. But for now, I want to see Malik starting the game. No, I, I think you're spot on with that. I think it's a really good way to to, to share that um, opinion. And yeah, I, I, I 100% co-sign everything there. All right, so let's get the chat more involved and we'll talk more about our original topic uh, after catching up on the quarterback conversation from yesterday. No, today is not going to be a short, short show. Uh, if anything, today is probably going to be uh, a fairly long show. As, Make up uh, for some of the time we lost. Yeah, yesterday. yeah. Somebody asked, I'm trying to scroll back up here to see who it was. Uh, oh, Sam says, uh, I hope it's not a short show today, guys. Nope, it's not. I'm also not getting crushed by the wind. And I did get my new stronger <laughs> hair hold uh, yesterday in the mail. So I got that rocking uh, this morning in inside in the in, not away from the elements. But Sam, let's ask the audience the first question that we had originally planned to get to. What Titans veteran needs a positive performance versus the Bears. What Titans veteran needs a positive performance versus the Bears? Because we've got jobs on the line. I, I think Sam and I have several veterans who have their jobs up for grabs throughout this preseason. So what Titans veteran, in your opinion, needs to have a positive performance against the Chicago Bears. So we'll get to all of your comments uh, in the chat here momentarily. But first, Farm Bureau Health Plans, they can take care of you when it comes to your health coverage uh, for health, dental, vision. They've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. They really do incredible work. Farm Bureau Health Plans, uh, they are a statewide company. They're a company that takes care of their own. They support athletics from the pros in the Tennessee Titans to college and the Tennessee Vols and all the way down to any of your local high schools. I'm sure you'll go around to some Friday nights and look at the fences behind the benches and you'll see that Farm Bureau Health Plans banner right there because of how involved they are in the community, especially this time of year during football season. But Farm Bureau Health Plans can be a benefit for you regardless of your family situation, your financial situation, your life stage that you're at, the Farm Bureau Health Plans can do it for you. Zach jumped on with Farm Bureau Health Plans, and they saved him 20% every month on his health coverage, but he got better coverage. So he saved and he got better deals uh, for what he had going on with his dental visits. His He wears contacts. That helped him out there. And overall health coverage as well. So check him out. It's super simple. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. They're the king of sports books. And if you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM, you can get up to $1,000 back in the form of a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. You use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up and place your first wager. And even if that bet loses, you get your money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,000. That's a second chance to win big. That's limited risk for sports betting with football right around the corner. No better time to get with BetMGM than now. So get with the king of sports books. It's betmgm.com and the betmgm app. All right. So Sam, we're asking everybody what Titans veteran needs to have a positive performance um, against the bears. There's a lot of chat coming in here um, about this. And I see Chris says Monty Rice. Brock says Kyle Phillips. Uh, Steven says Andre Dillard. We'll find out if Andre Dillard is one of those starters that will play or not. I, I think he should play. 
Uh, Richter says Chris Hubbard. Matt says Dillard. Uh, okay, now that we've had multiple Dillard answers, Sam, do you think Andre Dillard will play in this preseason opener? Yes, I do. And uh, I I don't hate the answer, honestly. I mean, I, my answers for this is a little bit different because yeah. I view this as who needs to play to, you know, make the team. Yeah. Andre Dillard is going to be on the team. Right. Uh, but I could certainly see a world where if he plays poorly, maybe his job is not secure as the starter i mean i think he's got a cushion right now because of the money the titans paid him and i would like to see and the titans really need to see andre dillard play well so from that perspective i like the answer but i mean he's safe on the roster and yeah probably going to be the starting left tackle but i do agree with the people i'm with you on that and i think with andre dillard and sam you know mike vrabel said that once they put the pads on the offensive line had been better and the pockets have been cleaner i mean they're not great pockets, but are they better than when Arden Key was having seven it, sacks of practice? Yes. It, but it really just needs to be improved from last year. Like, yeah. I feel really bad for Ryan Tannehill that the standard for him having a pocket is like, do you get killed before your like second read? Right. And like, so far he has. And so like, can yeah. you just give Ryan Tannehill a chance? That's all we need. Yeah, yeah. And so I do think Andre Dillard has been better the last week and a half of practice compared to the first week and a half of practice. Yeah. All right, some more answers. Uh, Jody says Imani Hooker. We've got a couple coming in here from Monty Rice from Jay and Derek. Denise says NWI. AL says Fulton. Uh, we've got Chris Jackson from that boy. Eric says Racy. Andre says Brewer because he's a, the starting center, which is interesting too. So Yuri says Kyle Phillips. Uh, Christine says Monty Rice. Uh, Devin just says all of the defensive backs. Uh, Ryan says Monty Rice and in, in NWI. Uh, IR is going with both tackles, Dillard and Chris Hubbard. Deborah says NWI. I think we're getting a lot of really good answers because there's a lot of veterans uh, that you know are kind of in a situation where their roster spots maybe are not super safe or their roles on the team are not super safe. So I'm seeing a lot of repeats. Dillard, Racy. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Monty Rice, Rice, NWI, NWIs. There's a Roger McCreary in there. Tim Kelly. All right, then he's not necessarily a veteran, but <laughs> yeah. I get, yeah. Um, so Sam, I'll let you kind of go through this. You wrote an article at a to z sports.com a couple days ago about this. You had five players that need to have a good performance. Uh, so I'll let you kind of walk through that and kind of single out who you're really paying attention to. Well, yeah, one of them we already talked about today, which is Malik Willis. And we talked about him yesterday. Um, And I feel like Malik needs to have a really strong performance and show the development that the coaches are raving about in a game. And you hear Titans coaches talk about this a lot is like, well, now be the same player you've been in practice. There are guys at the National Football League level that ball out during training camp and as Rob Moore said yesterday show up to a game and disappear and look like they don't know what they're doing and they're clearly not cut out for the speed of an actual game hopefully Malik's not one of those guys uh, and hopefully a lot of this development that he has shown and the progress that coaches say he has made turns out to you know results in good field productive quarterback play and so I think Malik needs to play well. Uh, we kind of went over that yesterday, so that's kind of quick on him. Mm-hmm. I also put down both kickers. Yeah. No brainer. You got to make field goals. They've been relatively even. Austin, we know I have been saying I prefer Trey Wolf. I prefer Trey Wolf because he has a bigger leg than Caleb Shudak. 
by a good margin. And I think when the Titans run these two minute drills in training camp and they practice scenarios, you see how important it is. The difference between having a guy who can hit from 50 and a guy who can hit from 57. And like, you might be like, well, you have to be reliable from 40 to 45. And that's true, but you can change and win or lose win or lose a game by having a kicker that has an extra seven to 10 yards on his leg. Trey Wolf has that kind of leg and I prefer him. That said, they've both been about even in the amount of kicks they've made during practices for the most part. Like it, neither one has stood out as being way above the other in terms of just made kicks, but Chicago's not an easy place to kick. There's a lot of wind. It's a, mm-hmm bad kicking surface and for the first time you're going to have opposing fans and a defensive line actually trying to rush you and get their hands on the football so this is the first opportunity for both kickers to make kicks making kicks doesn't guarantee you the job missing kicks is going to lose it so right that both of them need to make it but the two that i think are interesting number one the chat actually the chat was on both of them number one is racy mcmath because he has not been good during training camp. He is going the wrong direction. Um, we know Racy is physically capable with a lot of good athleticism, a lot of size. They liked him potentially as a special teams body, but you know, you've been very critical of him in the past for not really having what it takes as to tackle as a gunner, which yeah, you know, you kind of have to be able to do is not just get down there quickly, but actually bring down the ball carrier. And as a receiver, Racy continues to lack development for me. He has not been consistent in his route running. He's not consistent making plays. I There might be three or four balls throughout camp, Austin, that I've said that looked like a catchable pass that Racy didn't seem to make a huge effort for or dropped or just didn't, you know, lay out and go to make a play for his quarterback. Rob Moore said yesterday, straight up, those are plays we got to make. Racy has not been making them, and I've told him that. So this is a guy I think needs to have a really strong three weeks if he wants to stay with the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think that goes as both a special teamer and as a wide receiver. There's a lot of other options in the receiving room. There's maybe one spot, and Racy is not cutting it so far. So he's mm-hmm. number one. Uh, and the number two for me is going to be Chris Jackson because I think there's probably four to five cornerbacks that are already above Chris Jackson on the depth chart that are pretty solid and solidified to get a roster spot. And I think there's a lot of young talent that's been making a lot of plays guys like LJ Davis, Stephen Jones, Jr. Armani Marsh, all rookie cornerbacks in this room, making a push for the roster. And there might be one spot left. So Chris Jackson needs to show why he's going into his fourth year in the NFL and demonstrate to Shane Bowen and to Mike Vrabel. I'm up here. Your rookies are still down here and I'm valuable to keep around. Uh, That starts with his tackling because he struggled with that last year this time. And Mike Vrabel said, he's going to be looking at it very, very carefully. Those are two guys I think really need to play well in order to stay on the team. And if they don't, they'll probably be getting cut. Well, and here's the hard thing for those two guys as well. They're they're easy cut decisions because they don't have a lot of they don't have like dead cap. Like I'm I'm literally looking at Chris yeah. Jackson's contract on Spotrack they're, right they're now. They're both rookie deals. I mean, well, the, Chris they're... Jackson has a base salary of 940k. His dead cap zero. And there's right. limited 
like for both of them, and I, I would have to look at it, but I'd imagine they're both imminent free agents, right? Like coming up yeah, pretty soon. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, pending free agents. So I'm looking at, at Race McMath, who's in the third year of his rookie deal. His his uh, base salary is that same 940K. He's got 40K of a roster bonus. His dead cap is 85K. So they literally can save over $1.8 million by cutting those two guys and only having like 80 grand of dead cap between the two of them combined. So it, they're very easy decisions to make financially. Like a guy like Caleb Farley, who is still on PUP. And I've seen a lot of people ask this morning about Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley's, I, you know, either going to make the team or stay on PUP for quite a while because they're not going to cut him because his dead cap money is like $8 million because it's just the third year of a first round pick uh, uh, contract. So like that's a that's a financially stupid decision to make to cut Caleb Farley. It's a financially easy decision to make to move on from Racy or Chris Jackson. So I'm right there with you. Those two guys absolutely have to show that their 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 experience of being third or fourth year guys is valuable to this team over somebody who might be just as talented or have a skill set that is just raw. Well, and yeah, and like long term projectability factors into this and this is something the titans cited when they cut brett kern last year they brought in ryan stonehouse and cut brett kern and i don't even know if it was that ryan stonehouse won the job and was a a, a much better punter than brett kern in camp and preseason but it was we know ryan stonehouse is going to be a dude moving forward and keeping Brett Kern for one more year means Ryan Stonehouse winds up on another team's roster for 10 and, years. Yeah. For 10 years versus yeah. if we cut Kern now that stinks. We love Brett, but we keep Ryan Stonehouse in our building and we think he's our punter for the next decade. That's, I mean, I'm not saying any of these backup dudes are going to be uh, on the roster for the next decade, but you know, mm -hmm. if a guy like Armani Marsh or Steven Jones Jr. is somebody the Titans think can be a, a rotational piece in their secondary for the next four years, that's a lot more valuable than one year of Chris Jackson, unless Chris Jackson proves that he is substantially better than yeah. the other guys and younger guys he's competing with, which is why I think both him and Racy just have so much pressure on them. Yeah, um, no doubt. No, so here's a good question from Kane, another super chat. Define strong performance. It's open-ended from what we have. You know, a strong performance for racing McMath, it's you can't drop the football. Catch the and football I when thrown to you. Can't drop a football, and I think he has to make a couple special teams plays. Like, yes, you're competing not just with the other wide receivers as a wide receiver, but Colton Dowell said yesterday, he said, like, I'm, I'm excited to make more tackles than I have catches. Like, these guys know that they have to be successful on special teams. So if, if Racy's on punt team and he drops a dude and, you know, makes a huge special teams play, that makes his stock as a special teams player skyrocket. So yeah. he needs to – they need to make standout plays, in my opinion. And also, like, not standout mistakes at the right. same time. Like, Racy McMath either has to make a great play on special teams with a tackle or – do his job that helps a teammate make a play. He can't just, he can't get out of his lane, make a mistake that opens up a return lane for somebody or hangs a teammate out to dry on special teams. Just like he can't drop a pass. He can't whiff on a block on a screen or something to hurt his team too. And so with Chris Jackson, look, you're going to give up catches. That's just the nature of playing yeah. the position, but you can't get toasted for a big play or have a busted coverage. And the same thing applies to him on special teams. Can't miss a tackle. 
can't he Chris Jackson uh, my biggest criticism of him last year was he could not tackle in the open field and it was exploited quite a few times both in the preseason and in the regular season so that's his biggest challenge for me is prove that you can tackle like you said you're going to give up catches I'm not saying you have to have an interception or like a crazy play like those are all circumstantial but make the plays when they come to you and don't make a huge mistake. And if you can show some veteran poise and some like experience, when you do that, you give yourself a much, much better chance. Yeah. So uh, somebody asked, uh, Hey, GM had a meeting this morning. What are we talking about? Cause uh, who was it? that came here. Uh, Jameson says the GM called a meeting. So he's late. What are we talking about this morning? Uh, veteran jobs in the line. Uh, Sam went through. He's got two veterans for the Titans. You need to have big performances this preseason to save their jobs in the roster spot. We talked through Racing McMath and Chris Jackson. I have not gotten to mine yet. We've gone through a lot in the chat, but I'll have my answer coming up of what Titans veteran needs to have a strong, positive performance versus the Bears. But first, uh, Aura has been performing well for me for several months now because Aura keeps me safe online. They also protect me from data brokers selling my information to spammers, telemarkers, robocallers, anybody else that wants to get my information and, and pester me with things that I'm not asking for, whether it's email, junk email list that you never signed up for, uh, or uh, those robocallers that call you. I signed up with Aura. And 30 data brokers had and were selling my information. It took five or six days for Aura to strip those uh, data brokers away from me. They automatically submitted me out of those on my behalf. And it's worked like phenomenally well. Like I don't get calls anymore. Like there's no like potential spam calls that go through my phone that I either have to check or answer or don't answer or silence. It seriously works. Also, the same thing for my email, same thing for my actual mailbox in my house as well. And it's all super easy. It takes two minutes to set up with Aura and five or six days later, your life is a lot easier and we'll give you a two week free trial. So two weeks free at Aura when you use our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's a two week free trial, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. They've also got password protector, credit identity theft monitoring as well. So once again, two week free trial at Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Bet MGM is the king of sports books. And with the bonus code ATOZ Sports, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. NFL season is here. Before the preseason gets underway, before the regular season gets underway, make sure you get some of those futures in if you have any of those. Austin's been uh, giddy about his Titans future to win the AFC South. So that's right. Uh, I also have uh, over 37 and a half for this bears game. I forgot about that. I'm trying to back you on this. I'm trying to tail my guy, Austin here. And if you want to do it, do it with BetMGM. sign up, use the bonus code ATOZ sports. And even if your bet loses and, and Austin and I are sitting here moping about our loss, you're getting money back. You're getting your uh, deposit back into your account up to $1,000 with that bonus code. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks, a second chance to win big at betmgm.com and the BetMGM app. All right. So here live on this Friday, going through Titans veteran that needs a positive performance uh, to save their job. You know, I think, I think, Chris Jackson and Racing McMath are the clearest cut candidates of veterans who have an opportunity to save their jobs. My answer, though, is Monty Rice. I don't necessarily think Monty Rice is a cut candidate to this point, but if he has a bad performance in the preseason games, he could work himself into being a cut candidate. Because right now, Monty Rice is getting second-team inside linebacker reps. He's a backup. (laughs) Yeah. He's a backup top 100 draft pick, the third round out of a powerhouse of Georgia, who is getting beat out by undrafted free agent, second-year player Jack Gibbons. 
And I, you know, Edward says they can't cut Monty. Um, it, they could if they needed to, but, and I'll go check his, uh, his dead cap because I've got the salaries uh, pulled up here too. So I'll go see if I can find Monty Rice real quick uh, on what his dead cap number is. Uh, Monty Rice, where are you at, Monty? Is he listed? Inside? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he's got you know almost half a million in dead cap. So I, I don't think they're going to cut Monty Rice, but he could be demoted to a special teamer and backup inside linebacker. That's a position that gets hit by injuries, so it's good to have three that you trust. But right now, he is definitely the third. And Chance Campbell is not just sitting there complacent at number four. Chance Campbell is making a push. He's trying to push for that third spot. So Monty Rice got to step up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very soundly Aziz and Jack Gibbons as your two starting inside linebackers right now. And I brought up my concerns about Monty last week, Austin, because we started to see this rotation really hit home on a practice that Aziz was no longer practicing in. And the Titans were running two linebackers, uh, inside linebackers, and it was Gibbons and Chance Campbell that were getting the opportunity. And as I said, when I did my 53-man roster projection, I had a hard time with inside linebackers because Luke Gifford is somebody who's going to stick around because you love what he can bring you on special teams. I think you're going to obviously keep Aziz. You're obviously going to keep Jack Gibbons. Chance Campbell, Monty Rice, you've got a veteran like Ben Neiman. Otis Reese has really been impressing Mike Vrabel, even though I think he's got a, an uphill battle to climb. Like, there's a lot of competition here. So, I like the idea. Like, Monty is somebody that I think Titans coaches need to see play well. Um, and while he might not be a cut candidate if he plays poorly, I think he really limits his value to this team moving forward and minimizes what his role is on this team this year. The potential is there. Somebody said that, uh, you know, early that he's got potential. It's certainly there. And Monty could be a starting linebacker by the end of the season, but he has to really prove it on the football field because right now in camp, he's a backup. I think the good thing is, you know, I think he's one of the better third inside linebackers the Titans have had the last several years, right? Because, We've been through seasons where we've watched. I mean, we were on Joe Schobert and Dylan Cole last year. So, yeah, and that, that's what I'm fine. saying. <laughs> like, they, like and they Zach made it Cunningham work. hurt consistently and not good when he was playing. Uh, David Long Jr., really good when he was playing. But as we all have heard Mike Vrabel talking about the blister that was uh, there. And then, yeah, Jack Gibbons was an undrafted free agent. Monty Rice was hurt a lot last year. He had an Achilles injury that kind of robbed parts of two of his seasons. And so, yeah. yeah, that's why they were relying on Sherbert and, uh, and, and Dylan Joe Cole. Jones. We got Joe Jones. Oh, man, in games. Joe Jones. That's right. Like, but I mean, they made it work and it was fine, but like, you'd like to have three guys there that you feel like can excel. And I, you know, I feel pretty good about Aziz and, and Gibbons so far as two guys that can excel at the position and, you know, be what Shane Bowen and Mike Vrabel want those guys to be on the defensive side of the ball. But Monty, I certainly, like you said, I, I don't think his spot as linebacker three is safe. And, you know, if he st starts sliding down the depth chart, you know, where are we with, a, you know, a guy in year three as a top 100 draft pick? Oh, yeah, it's very disappointing because now you start to look at those draft classes. I believe Monty Rice was that 2021 draft class mm -hmm. uh, that is not panning out that great. Obviously, that's the uh, Caleb Farley, Dylan Radins, Monty Rice, Elijah Molden class of your top four picks. There's a lot of injuries and a lot of missed games from those top four picks that just make you angry 
um, with how they followed up the 2020 class that also had the Isaiah Wilson headliner. Uh, so yeah, that's two draft classes in a row. That's not really helping you out that much. Elijah Molden, I think is a really good player. Uh, but you know, he's, he was the second, third round pick of that class. So, all right, Sam, let's go ahead and get to, um, a fun, a more fun topic than reliving the 2021 draft class for the Titans. So every year, every year, there is a surprise stud in the preseason for the Titans. And he just takes over the conversation last year. It was Julius chestnut. He made the roster a couple seasons ago. It was Makai Sargent. He did not make the roster, even though he was a dominant force at running back. So we want to get to you guys now and ask you who will be the Titans preseason surprise player this year. Who is the Julius Chestnut? Who is the Makai Sargent this year? We're going to go ahead and predict this. Who is going to be stealing the attention with big performances and putting up numbers in the preseason? But first, Sam, tell everybody about uh, the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Out in Franklin with a state-of-the-art rehab facility, you can visit them or schedule an appointment at boneandjointtn.org. They have that state-of-the-art rehab facility has everything all under one roof for maximum convenience. They have their clinic, their surgery, their rehab, their testing. It's all in the same spot at the Bone and Joint Institute. You don't have to drive all around Middle Tennessee just to get to your different appointments. You go out and you see them for the reliable care that you ask for because you have to know who to trust and you can trust and uh the bone and joint institute uh, has all the best doctors all the best coverage all the best clinics so out in franklin schedule your appointment bone and joint tn.org also with BetMGM, you guys know you can win big with our first bet offer with bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ Sports when you sign up with the BetMGM app. And that means you get up to $1,000 back uh, if your first bet misses in bonus bets because two swings at your first bet, you go big or you go home. Zach did this back in the day, right when we started with BetMGM, but it was just $500 back in bonus bets. Uh, so this is a double that. And over the time, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses when you sign up with BetMGM with our code, ATOZ Sports. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification of requirements. First online role money wager. Only rewards issued with knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets inspired seven days. And for problem game sport called Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Who will be the surprise preseason stud for the Titans this year? Who is the Julius Chestnut? Who is the Makai Sargent? Uh, that's what we're going to get to here uh, as we are trying to predict who we'll be talking about preseason long of balling out in these games. Uh, I, I can add Mason Kinsey. Maybe go back three years ago. It was Chestnut huh. Sergeant Kinsey. If you go one, two, three, the last couple of years, well, Mr. Jones believes it's going to be Malik Willis. Uh, Tighten up Ohio says Colton Dowell. We have Tajay Spears, Reggie Roberson, uh, Josh. White. By the way, I got to work on this. It's Roberson, Roberson. That's not natural for me. So, Robert. Well, here's the problem is that uh, several years ago, the Titans had an edge rusher that was Derek Roberson. And they were spelled the the exact same way. Yeah, it looks like Roberson. And these names can go either way. But it is Roberson. And I'm trying to work on that one. Reggie Roberson. Uh, Devin says Josh Wiley. We have Tajay Spears. Reggie Roberson. There we go. Reggie Roberson. Colton Dowell. Uh, is a nothing burger, says JR. Does not think Colton Dow is going to be the uh, shining star. Mm. Josh Wiley, we have a tr- uh, Harrison. I believe this is who this is supposed to be from Billy Jones. Uh, Brian says Jonathan Ward for the offense and the defense. Anthony Kendall 
uh, Kiaris Jackson, Jonathan Ward, Mason Kinsey, Tajay Spears, Malik Willis going to turn heads. Ryan Stonehouse going to be the star again. He was kind of a star last year when yeah. you watched him kick. Uh, Peter Skaronsky, Kiaris Jackson, Reggie Robertson. Uh, hoping it's Willis, says Jonathan. Josh Wiley from Robert. Spears or Jackson. So we've got, uh, you know, kind of some, a lot of offense here. A lot of offense. But I think it's safer to be like, oh, that offensive guy's going to make well, a Yeah, there's shots make, to go along with it, right? Right, yeah. If you're a, unless you're a corner that has like a, a couple picks or something like that it's hard to be like oh that guy's really shining um the chat was all over mine austin i'm all over jonathan ward i think he's i think he's the uh the breakout guy that titans fans are talking about he has been really really good in camp i think most people are surprised to know he's been around the league for a little bit too i think this is his fifth season in the league he spent some time with arizona uh spent some time at the back end of the year on the titans 53 man roster but I really liked what he can do as a pass catcher. It's kind of a versatile, speedy gadget piece. Maybe your backup to Tajay Spears. Mike Vrabel has praised him for his willingness and ability as a pass blocker. He got in there the other day and made a big block on Danico Autry that let Ryan Tannehill get a pass off in a, you know, a team rep. So I'm all over Jonathan Ward. Part of the reason I predicted Hassan Haskins to not make the Titans roster was because I feel Julius Chestnut and Jonathan Ward are very, very capable running back three and four. And, uh, you know, the special teams value of Jonathan Ward as well. He's somebody who could be a potential candidate to get in at kick return or, you know, punt return or whatever role it is that's needed of him. This is my guy that I feel like is going to make some plays. Titans fans who don't really track the back end of the roster are going to be like, who? But. You know, he's around in training camp, and the media has been noticing number 33. Yeah, he's explosive, too. He's quick. He makes big cuts. He, you know, he's got ability to catch the football and run the football. So, yeah, I think that's a good bet. If I were – I'm not going to go offense. If I were to go offense, I would go with our guy Reggie because I think Reggie has a I, connection. I hope so. I hope for him, like, that he's, yeah. he's making plays. Because he and Will Levis – seem to have a good little sync up there. And that could be a lot of like third quarter plays, second half plays where Reggie Robb is out there just making, you know, catching passes and, and run after catch is pretty strong with him. He's, you know, he's quick. He's good. So I, I think he's, he would be an offensive pick for me, but Sam, I'm going to go defense on this. And one guy really nailed it in the chat for me. I'm trying to scroll back up to it. It was Eric. If I can find it. Eric picked him up for me, and that is Armani Money Marsh. I don't know if you've heard Kevin Byers' nickname for Armani Marsh, the undrafted free agent corner out of Ball State. Money Marsh is that nickname because he's making plays out there. He's always around the football. He's contested coverage. I think number 25 on defense is going to do something, make a play in a game that is going to make everybody go, oh, man, that guy, that kid. Like, who is that kid? So I think I think Marsh is someone to watch to make plays on defense that could work his way up to the conversation that could get Chris Jackson, the guy we talked earlier about, cut. Yeah, it was very funny to me. Uh, Marsh was somebody who hadn't been on my radar too much until Kevin Byard really put him on my radar yeah. by saying, I walked in here and I saw Armani Marsh, and I said, who's number 25 over there? He's making some plays. So I asked Mike Vrabel his thoughts on Armani Marsh. He downplayed it. And it's very funny to me 
how Mike Vrabel responds to questions about certain players. He'll light up about some guys, other guys. He's like, like very coach speak, very quiet, very, you know, he's competing. And uh, it was funny. Terry, Terry McCormick said to me coming off there, uh, Hey, your question about Marsh. That's a guy who's trying to hide him on a practice squad. <laughs> it's, it's Mike Vrabel being like, yeah, let's, let's not talk too much about how yeah. good Armani Marsh has been looking in training camp. But you might not be able to hide him if he makes a couple plays during the preseason, put some tape out there for 31 other NFL teams to see the Titans hands going to be forced. They're going to have to keep money Marsh on the 52 I mean, or 53. And, and he is, uh, I mean, one of the three young DBs that I think is really making a push for this roster. So that group is going to be fun to watch. Now you get into this game where you're saying, how much do you not play a player that you want on the practice squad that you know is not going to make your team, but you want him on your 16-man practice squad? But, you know, the player wants to play because they don't want to be on a practice squad. They want to be on a roster. And so th there's a little bit of that um, that I think is interesting. Of Yeah, Money Marsh would be amazing to keep around on the, on the P squad. But if you play him too much, he might get scooped up. Well, listen, you have – let's just go over this real quick because you have Christian Fulton, Roger yeah. McCreary, Sean Murphy Bunting, and Trey Avery. I think those four – I'm counting Elijah Molden as a safety, So, but he's, he's one of your safeties. You've got Molden, Hooker, and Byard. That's seven secondary guys. You're probably keeping another safety behind them, and so that's eight. I think you have two spots for corners – and you got Chris Jackson. You've got Armani Marsh. I like Stephen Jones Jr. a lot. I like LJ Davis a lot, who had a pick six on Will Levis yesterday. So there's four guys right there yeah. that I think are already vying for one, two spots. That's going to be such a fun group to watch. And maybe you keep another safety. At, like, I don't know. That all comes down to special teams value, quite honestly. Uh, those back end of every room. But. Yeah, I mean, fun, fun group to watch. And it's why, like you, you said, why the pressure on Chris Jackson is so high because you've got guys like Armani Marsh that are having Kevin Byard say, hey, who's that guy? I like him. Get him in my group. Get him in my position room. That's a good sign for Money Marsh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Titan Thor says, what about Caleb? Caleb Farley's on PUP. It's a tough thing to factor into the equation. And it, same thing goes for Dylan Radens. Uh, I don't know what the timetable is for either one of those guys. Caleb Farley, we've got no indication that he's close to returning. So I have to assume he's going to start the, the year on IR. Well, now what does that look like? Maybe IR, maybe PUP. PUP. You can carry over PUP through the season to an extent. There's a certain. True. Of the rules yeah. So, it. I mean, but like if you have to move him to IR, you have to put him on the roster to then move him to IR. So then right. what's the corresponding move that happens there? Like, that's very nuanced and I'm not sure it's easy to predict how that's going to play itself out until we have a better idea of what the timeline is for yeah. either one of those guys. But we know the Titans, they're not saying anything. I, uh, I think if you're on PUP, I think you can be on PUP until like week six or something. And then if you're not removed, then you're done for the year. Well, and Devin says too, like there is this point that the Titans got to the end of last season basically out of injured reserve spots like they were out Maybe they could IR. bring back like right but like you can only have so many guys on ir and you can only put so many guys on season ending ir and yeah. you know 
So what is, you know, where does that factor in if you're going to use a spot on Farley or not? I mean, but you would pay him half salary. So that's true. All right. Ain't that good news coming up to send us the weekend. I will uh, share what uh, me and Zach were trolling buck with via text that made the show a couple minutes late uh, here today, but I'll get to that in a second. Ain't that good news. Make sure you share your good news in the chat. Ain't that good news to send us to the weekend. that good news presented by wilson county hyundai check out our friends at wilson county hyundai pain bone and his team does a phenomenal job so make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com so ain't that good news i'll let the chat roll in but yeah this morning uh sam and i were ready to go on time pretty early uh but then i started getting going in a text thread with me zach and buck the the thread that we've had going for several years now because Buck tweets out uh, this morning that it's the uh, it's 104.5 The Zone's 20th birthday celebration today. And so Buck said, if you're a longtime Zone listener you're want, and you're going to want to tune in to that 10 o'clock hour, we've got a guest who can't wait to chop it up with y'all again. And so all of a sudden, me and Zach start peppering Buck with everybody that it's not going to be. Because there's a, uh, a list of people that will not... Uh, be talking on 104.5 The Zone that were previously on 104.5 The Zone that we were just slamming Buck with. Uh, because I don't know who it's going to be. Buck did not tell us uh, who the secret is, but that is what we were trolling Buck with, that um, of all the different voices of Zone's past, uh, that it ain't going to be. <laughs> and a lot of you guys probably know who, and that list is a, is, is not a short one either. So that that is my good news, is a little fun troll job with Buck that turned into a Botox buck in the chat early this morning. So there you go. Yeah. Hey, that you, I was getting like a little education session here. I'm sitting down. Yeah, and then me and Sam just like, start going all into it. Right. Oh, I, I get curious and I'm like, wait, there, we, we were like just speaking drama. We were talking about all the drama and all no. the past history. And I was, I was very curious. So I, you know, might have to, uh, you know, keep talking about that. I, mean, there is, show, but... I know for a fact, Billy Jones, there is somebody that would jump at the opportunity to go back on uh, with Buck and talk on the zone, but it's not going to happen. There's a lot of people that would, I'm sure. But, you know, yeah, you sometimes right. you burn bridges. So, <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Uh, Sam, do you want to go, go to the chat first? Yeah, we'll go to the chat real quick and we'll talk about uh, Pistol Ramsey says, ain't that good news? We didn't draft CJ Stroud. Uh, I, I don't know. One game. I didn't see the CJ Stroud interception. I saw that he threw one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's good news. I, I still think I would rather have the Titans have CJ Stroud um, for the future at quarterback. Uh, that would be some good news. Um, and that's also Mr. Jones coming in saying CJ fraud looked like garbage versus the Pats. I mean, it was one series, guys. Come on now. Uh, John is turning 30 tomorrow. That's good news. Uh, I guess he says, well, happy birthday early, John. Happy birthday John does tomorrow. not need Botox at turn as turning 30, just like Buck did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We have uh, in the same city as Sam, Nick, out here in Chicago. Are you going to the game, Nick? Uh, if so, you know, maybe I'll see you there as I'm walking around on Soldier Field. Uh, but yeah, welcome to Chicago. That's good news that you're here. Um, good news down to almost one month away from deer season opener says Danny hunting season is always like way over my head. So that's, that's uh, September, October. 
I've never Good been guy. hunting. I don't Good know guy. if I, I don't know if I ever will go hunting. I'm not an outdoorsy guy. Zero interest in, for me. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I might do it one time. I feel like I just get bored. Like it's like, mm. like you're just sitting there. I feel like I'd get bored, but I know a lot of people that love it. So, Hey, good for you. Um, Eric says your bears are going down. LOL. JK. Good luck. It's a preseason game. I, I have no, I, people keep asking me this in the chat, Sam, who are you rooting for in the game? I'm not rooting for anybody in the game. It's a preseason game. I'm there to cover the game. Am I excited to watch Justin Fields play in person? Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be fun to be at Soldier Field and watching the Bears play in person. It's a preseason game. I'm not rooting for anybody. This is, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking for content. I'm hoping for fun content. I want Malik to ball out. I want Will Levis to ball out. That's at the expense of the Bears getting a 40 bomb dropped on him in the preseason. I'm all good with that. Uh, Nick says, good news. His kid goes back to school on Monday. So his wife and I get our house back while we work from home. Yeah. That's a big deal. Big deal for a lot of people out there. Can't relate, but I'm sure that this is a good time of year for, uh, for parents knowing that, you know, the house is going to be a little bit quieter during the days during uh, work hours. Uh, Austin, we can get to some of these other ones if you want to see any ones that are interested, but yeah, uh, my good news is what I talked about, which is the fact that I'm in Chicago, love being back in Chicago, love seeing people get to see my family, get to see my friends. I'm pumped up to cover my first NFL road game in my home stadium. I think that's a very cool thing, how that schedule worked out uh, for this to be the first road game that I'm doing. So that's my good news that I'll get to be, uh, you know, growing up in Chicago, rooting for the Bears, wanting to be in sports media space and do the sports reporting as, as my career to now be working in sports media, covering a game at soldier field is a full circle moment for me. That's very good news. Uh, and fires me up a little bit. So there you I, go. I love it. I love it. And then, uh, you're staying in Chicago for a few days and then you're going from Chicago to Minneapolis. Yep. I'll the Titans, be, uh, the Titans yeah. are at the Vikings for some joint practices next week and you're going to be boots on the ground. So I think that's a good a thing fun- too. I don't, I don't know how many Titans media members are going to be making that trip. So I'm curious to see that, to see who all is going and then uh, the type of content that you'll be able to get up there. Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, that's a fun, fun joint practice, right? Like we're getting to see Justin Kirk Cousins thrown to Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, real test for Christian Fulton and the and this secondary. Uh, I mean, the Vikings have some dudes. And so uh, that'll be very, very fun to watch the Titans go up a very good opponent. Like last year, joint practices – the Bucks came to town, and I think we were all, you know, jazzed up about it. But then Tom Brady wasn't there, and it was, yeah. you know, Blaine Gabbert throwing a, you know, bunch of backups, and it wasn't quite as exciting as it could be. But as long as Kirk is out there with with his receivers, that'll be a very fun back and forth practice. That'll be great content for the people. Yeah. Yeah, it would be big. And then the Patriots come uh, to Nashville the week after that. So, hey, and look, Christian Fulton, Going up against his old college teammate, Justin Jefferson, I think that's going to be fascinating because uh, Christian Fulton has been really good uh, so far this camp. But, hey, we're going to have a lot of great coverage. Uh, Sam and Buck will be at the game tomorrow for Bears-Titans. Uh, so make sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube and you like us all over social media. Make sure you like this show. Give us that thumbs up to send us to the weekend because more content is coming all over the place for NZ Sports. So give us a like on the show. There's always way more people watching that actually get that thumbs up like 
But Enforce, appreciate it as always. And we will see you guys after the weekend. Sam uh, will be at the game. Buck will be at the game. A lot of great stuff to come from that. Appreciate it as always.